Hey everyone, this is your girl, LaBecky Rowe of Autism Vibes Radio. My co-host and I, Siobhan Robinson, have a new outlet and it's called Autism in Color. And we will be taking that to YouTube as well as podcasts. Why you ask? Because we are giving a voice to people of color who have autism or have loved ones with autism giving them a space to share their unique experiences, challenges, and triumphs because autism comes in all colors. And as always, we are keeping autism on the table and in the conversation. So if you know someone who is living with ASD or have a family member on the autism spectrum, please give them our name and number, email, shout us out because we want to hear their story. We want to know how autism has impacted their families. We can be reached at autismincolor at gmail.com. And our phone number is 704-325-9706. And we want to hear from you. Welcome to Autism in Color. We are your hosts. Siobhan and LaBecky. And today in our studio, we have Miss Yvette Henderson. And let me tell you a little bit about who Miss Yvette Henderson is. If you've had the opportunity to listen to us on Autism Vibes Radio, we interviewed her son, Anthony Henderson, or should I say Chef Anthony, who is on the autism spectrum. And today we have the honor of interviewing his mom, who's going to tell us a little bit about her story and how she found out about autism and her son. Welcome, Ms. Henderson. Thank you. Hi, Siobhan. Hi, LaBecky. Ms. Henderson, in interviewing Anthony, he told us a little bit about how things occurred in the classroom for for him. But what we would like to know is, how did you come to know that Anthony may have been on the spectrum for autism. Yes, just give us a little bit about your perspective, how old he was, and what are some challenges that you were met with, if any at all? Well, Anthony is a twin. So um, when he was younger, he didn't really talk a lot because his twin, when he started talking, his twin did most of the talking for him. So, as he got older and he went to school, he didn't really talk too much in school either. He would be quiet. When he got to third grade, the teacher called me and she thought he was having seizures hmm. because she would see him in the back of the room and he would be staring and she thought there was something wrong. Well, I had taken him to doctors and everything because he used to like take his head when he was little and just hit it on the floor. You know, and they had had me go to different um, counselors and to children's rehab and they had him to take off his clothes, which, you you know, you teach your kids to keep their clothes on. Right. And then they're telling him to take his clothes off at a strange place. And he's not understanding this. He's like, no. So, and I didn't really approve of that because it's like, no. Cause I don't want him taking his clothes off and you know, anywhere. So there's something definitely wrong. So I, me and the teacher got together and we were talking 
And I told her I was glad somebody else saw that there was something wrong. So I um, had started looking into, you know, looking up, seeing the different things that he did. And it was talking about, I seen something about autism. And in our area, I'm from Ohio, and there was only five um, psychiatrists in the whole country at the time mm. dealt with autistic children. And one of them just happened to be in Cleveland. And he was like 50 miles away from Cleveland. So I made an appointment and took him there and they diagnosed him on the spectrum. Wow. How long did it take you to get that appointment? Um, it was about, I'd say about a month or two before we could get in there because it wasn't a quick appointment. Right. And that's what we, that's what we usually hear. Was it, was it a process? Did they have several, um, I guess, evaluations of him or was it in one evaluation that they said, okay, he has autism? No, I took him to Dr. Witznitzer, who's one of the doctors that diagnosed autism and he knew right away. He measured his head. He went through the different questions he asked him, you know, and he, they tested him and then he told me they'd call me back and let me know when they call me back in, he said, yes, he's definitely on the spectrum. We didn't really have to go through back and forth. It was just basically did the test and then I had to go back. Okay. And how, how old was Anthony at that time? He was in third grade at that time. So he was about eight years old. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so how did life change once you knew? For me, I felt like, oh my God, my son has something wrong with him. You know, he's, he has a disability and I wanted to treat him a little differently. And my oldest son, cause I have four children all together. My oldest son told me, ma, no, treat him the same way you treated the rest of us. Absolutely. Because in the world, he's going to have to deal with everybody. Absolutely. So I did. And, and he just, I mean, he got the same treatment. My oldest son <laughs> would tease him and, and crack on him. And, you know, he would get mad and, and want to fight him and stuff. But it was just, you know, one of those things you have to deal with, is, you know, with your siblings. And he grew up, you know, and he, you met him. You see how he is. He, he, how, how, did, how did things change for him in the classroom once you got the diagnosis? And, and once you received the diagnosis, how did it make you feel? It, made, it, it, it validated that there was something that I was right, that there was something wrong, mm -hmm. you know, something different about him. Jeez. Right. And um, going to school, I had to go, I took his information to school and I told him that because they had told me that they have to get an IEP done for him because he needed to be in special classes. Well, they didn't know anything about that. And they told me um, people with autism, they don't speak. Hmm. And when I went to go try to get his social security because so he could get SSI for that, social security sent me to a psychiatrist that said, Autistic kids don't speak. And I told him, no, there's five specialists in the country and Dr. Wittsnitzer is one of them. And he says, 
he has autism. He's on the spectrum and they do speak, you know, and they have, they are different levels. And he was, you know, so I had to fight a while, you know, to get him his disability. I had to fight in school because they didn't understand anything about it. They didn't know where to put him in school, mm-hmm. you know, but finally I got him to get into different classes. They put him in, they did an IEP. They put him in um, different special ed classes and he was able to improve and he was able to do his work in school, you know, and he started to make some friends and, mm-hmm. you know, so that it, it, you could see the difference. Absolutely. So what, what year was it that, uh, that all of this was, was happening? Because, I mean, we know that there's a lot more now that is known about autism. And it's not that kids with autism don't speak. Like, that's, it's just not true. So what, what year was it? This was in the early 90s. So they, you know, back then they didn't really know too much about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and Right after I got him his help, there was a, a lady that came to me. Her daughter was in the same school that he was in, and she was having some of the same problems. And she, I told her what to do, and she was able to do the same thing for her daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was something new. Um, they didn't really know what you know anything about autism back then. Back then, they thought, you know, mostly autistic kids, they, they put them on the, the mentally retarded side. It was either that or nothing, you know, so. They had nothing. They had no box to put it in. Right. Because, you know, people think that persons with autism are unable to speak or do not have, that they do not have language. I think that that is, well, I don't think, I know that that's a misconception. It is. Totally, totally. And it's for those who have no idea about autism because if, you, if you've if met one person, you've just met one person with autism, you have not met the entire spectrum. Absolutely. Definitely, because there's all types of people, you know? Exactly. And they don't know who, like with my son, if you meet him, a lot of people say, you know, you don't have autism. What are you talking right. about? But there's all types of autism. They just don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Because he's a little quirky. So they think he's quirky and, and they don't see the the, the, the the signs of autism. But because we know, we can recognize. And he's funny. You know, he has this great sense of humor about him. And he's easygoing. And he's able to... He's able to explain, right? He's able to speak. He's able to get his point across and he understands. And so he's on the higher end of autism, of course, since he's a chef as well. Mr. Chef Anthony, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Awesomeness. And that's what people see when they see him. So they don't see, they don't see the autism, which is good. Right. And it just, once they find out he has autism, now they can see autism in a different light. Right. I like to say, you know, people call autism a disability and and we call autism a different ability or different abilities, you know, 
because clearly, you know, he's a chef. He had, he didn't become that overnight and he didn't become that by accident. No. God has serious intentions for him, you know? He asked me, he said, um, if I look at him, what do I see? And I said, inquisitivity. Mm. I said, because when I look at children with autism, I see inquisitivity because they're inquisitive about everything. Everything. You know, they look and see things differently than we do because they look deeper than we do. Mm -hmm. That's you true. Know, we can see something and keep going. They look at it and, and want to know why. Yes, that is so true. Because we just look at the surface and they're looking further mm -hmm. into it. Yes. They're looking beyond. Yes. So how, I know you said he, um, he started making friends. Mm -hmm. how, how did that part, how, does his, how did his socialization uh, develop once, once everything was, was solidified with regard to his uh, diagnosis? When he got into, it was basically when he got into middle school and going into high school, he started getting his friends and it was a small group and they all had something in common, I think basically is what it was. So they all, you know, they could stick together and, and it was, you know, he would go and spend the night at his friend's house and, you know, and most other kids would think of them, as, you know, the, the kids in special ed or whatever, but he, you know, we never paid any attention to that. It was more or less, those were his friends. Right, his crew. Right. <laughs> <laughs> His crew. Okay, so good for him. Good for him. And, and speaking of crews, who was with you? Who were, who were your ride or die people once you found out that, once it was, you know, okay, you knew something was amiss. You found out, okay, you got validation in that. I know something's amiss with my son. Now I have a title for it. It's autism. Who was with you during that period of time and how how did they help you to manage the emotions that come with that i had this teacher miss anderson the one that said that you know first spotted that there was something going on and she was there the whole time you know pushing you know she helped me with the school pushing them to, to you know do something different you know this is this is not what you know what you say it is this is what she says it is you know and she was pushing them to not just try to push me off and and you know say oh no you know we're just going to put him somewhere and let him just keep going pushing him through mm -hmm. you know and she worked hard she really cared about him she was a really good teacher and then i had my mother who had my back the whole time you know and she just, you know, when I would go through stuff and I would cry and people wouldn't listen to me, she would just keep telling me, you know, it's okay. God got you. It's okay. You know, you, you know, you will get there. You know, so that's, that's who really, really was there for me. You know, my mother who, she was there with me with all my kids. She was there, you know, and he, that's how he learned how to cook with me and my mother 
you know, and, and she didn't treat him any differently. He got in trouble just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's and, and it's great that you had this one teacher who helped you to navigate the system to be an advocate, to help you advocate for Anthony, because that's what we need as parents. Because you know what? We can't do it all. And, and it's great that your mom was there to tell you to keep pushing you know, keep fighting, keep moving forward because you have to keep that faith. And sometimes, you know, in the midst of stuff and, you know, in our emotions, we can, we can lose, lose our way and you need someone to. And with that, we will take a brief pause for the cause. We are here on Autism in Color with LeBecky and Siobhan and Miss Henderson. This segment is being brought to you by Let's Talk About It, the Autism Center, Inc., serving young adults with ASD ages 17 through 40 and their caregivers since 2018. Check out our website to get to know more about us and find out about our upcoming events. Find us at Let's Talk About It, the Autism Center.org. Email us at Let's Talk 1922 at gmail.com or call us at 704 704- Eight three five three six zero five. Let's talk about it. The Autism Center, where we're keeping autism on the table and in the conversation. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to Autism in Color with LeBecky, Siobhan, and Miss Henderson. Prior to our commercial, Miss Henderson, we were talking about your son Anthony, who's on the autism spectrum, who's a chef here in Charlotte, and he does great work, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. During his schooling, was he ever bullied? Um, he said that sometimes he he got a little bullied, but most of the time he didn't because he had his brother and his sister that went to school with him too. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, he yeah. had protection. But on the school bus, his sister did get into a fight a couple times. Um, and beat up some some kids because you know they were bullying him, so he had protection. <laughs> That's what's up. He had that support team. Yes. Yeah, he had his bodyguards in place. Mm-hmm. Natural so, bodyguards. When did you know that he had a knack for cooking? Um, he has always loved food. I mean, even when he was little, he. That was the thing that he did. He was in the kitchen all the time. He was watching everything that we did in the kitchen. He wanted to help. And um, when he got old enough to start to actually cook, I taught him how to bake a cake when he was seven. And um, he was great. I mean, he did everything. I told him how to read the directions and everything, and he did. And the cake turned out perfect. And when it did, it was like, well, can I make something else? You know, and he just kept wanting to cook something. So, I mean, he just loved doing that. He enjoyed being in the kitchen cooking. That's really great. How did he get to Johnson and Wales? Um, He had wanted to go to culinary school and Johnson and Wales had it was a Johnson, the main Johnson and Wells is in Providence, Rhode Island. Yes. And he didn't want to go to that one. And I had came down here to Charlotte on a vacation. And when I came down here, I loved it. I really loved Charlotte. So 
he found out that there was one in Charlotte. And he said, well, maybe I can go to one in Charlotte. Well, I didn't want him to go to school somewhere far away and, I, and there was nobody there for him. Right. So I said, okay. I figured I love Charlotte. I can move to Charlotte. He wants to go to school. So we applied to go to Johnson and Wales. Didn't know if he was going to be able to get in because this is a big culinary school. The high school that we went to, they thought, okay, yeah, he's applying to Johnson and Wales. He's not getting in there. You know, mm -hmm. he, he has autism. He's been in special ed classes. He's not going to Johnson and Wales. Got the letter back stating that he was accepted to Johnson and Wales. You yeah. can't say what God won't do. Amen. Yeah. Um, we had to go and talk to the guidance counselors and the teachers and everything in the high school and, and the principal and we're in this meeting and they're looking at me like, first of all, how can you afford to go to Johnson and Wales? Don't you worry about it. And secondly, because this is a predominantly white upper class school that we went to. And secondly, how did he get in? the Johnson and Wales, you know, and I'm looking at him like, well, he got in like anybody else gets into Johnson and Wales. I mean, he applied and they wanted him to come. And he was accepted. That's right. And as far as being able to afford it, we can afford it like anybody else can afford to go somewhere that they want to go to. Right. You know, and they kept saying, but it's going to be so much, $47,000 a year and all this. And I'm like, and you're not the one paying for it. Amen. Right. Why is it their concern? They should have been happy that a student of theirs who is on the autism spectrum was accepted into a prestigious culinary school. Absolutely. It was the fact that he was a Black student that was accepted into this prestigious culinary school. That's key. That was it. And when we came down to visit and we looked at the school and went on a tour and everything, he loved it. And um, we signed all the papers and we came back and we had to go back to the high school. And they were like, so you're still going to, I'm like, yes, we're going, he's going there. And, you know, it was like, this can't be real. It's a joke. You know, he's not really going there. Look at there was a lot of discouragement and overload with these folks. Huh? Look at them underestimating him, underestimating God. That's crazy. Crazy. Like, just believe it. It's happening. In right. Except. So we moved down here. Well, every his brothers and sisters did not want to move down here. Because I told them we were moving down. I was moving down here. And they didn't want to because they were so busy worried about their friends all being up there. And but they finally decided they were going to go. They all moved down, and except for my oldest son who stayed up there. And ever since then, they've loved it. You mm -hmm. know, they've thrived from living down here. And him going to Johnson and Wales, he loved it. His sister ended up going to Johnson and Wales for for baking and pastry. Okay. Wow, look at that. You know, so, I mean, they enjoyed everything about it. 
see what the folks at in Ohio didn't know was God had a purpose. Yes. And the purpose was for you to move here so that everyone could thrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it just happened just like that. Did you send him a letter? Did you send him a copy of his degree? Of his degree? Hello. <laughs> we don't even deal with him. We just we don't even his friends up there, they know and they're proud of him. You know, and the people that care about him up there, they're proud of him. They, you know, and his oldest brother, he tells them everything about what he does down here. Good. You know, and they all are so excited for him and they cheer him on the whole time. The rest of the people, they don't even, you don't even worry about them. That's, those yeah, are your haters, honey. Mm-hmm. Rightly so. <laughs> they don't, yeah. You know, yeah, they like, don't deserve, you're right. They don't deserve the accolades that they would have based on him and the blessings that he has brought to them because they couldn't recognize them from the beginning. So, you know what? God bless them. <laughs> and, and if that's the attitude that they have about their students, like, you know, where are the other students? Where, where do they fit in? You that's know? true. You know, where are their miracles happening? You know? Right, so, because he's someone that they can have come back to the high school and just speak. Exactly. Right. Exactly. He, he oh, my can, gosh, because he's he, so capable. His testimony is incredible. Really, it really is. His test, and his spirit is incredible. He's such yes. a positive person. He's so sweet and, and funny and, you know. Yes, and he can distinguish between um, who is who who is there for him and who's not. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he knows. <laughs> he knows. I spoke with him about someone, and I'm like, "Wow, he knows." He's like, "Listen, he 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 he's not the meat to the potatoes. If you don't want him, I can get you somebody else." I was like, "Wow, you better go ahead, Anthony." <laughs> we'll tell you. I mean, he doesn't hold back. He will tell you. Yes, and that's what I love about those who are on the spectrum and have language because they will tell you no offense well they're not going to tell you no offense but you need to know (laughs) okay so what i mean they're just going to tell you the truth that's what it is exactly exactly tell me what um what challenges did anthony have in the college round um he had a hard time um taking notes Mm-hmm. And um, so they found him a note taker, someone that would take notes for him. Mm-hmm. He had a hard time with some of the math, so they put him in, in special ed some classes for him for the math. So he, you know, he had they gave him a lot of help that they did do, and I think this was the first time Johnson and Wales actually stepped up and had someone with autism too. You know, so it was new for them. Good for so, them taking the challenge. Yes. So yes. they brought in people to help him, you know, and I, I was able to go in and sit in, in one of his classes that he had. And it the classes aren't easy. I can tell you they're not easy. Right. We know how to cook from learning from our parents how to cook. Mm-hmm. But we don't know the technique. You know, and they teach the techniques and there's math 
in the techniques. There's all kinds of things that you deal with in the techniques. And, and there's yeah. chemistry. There's, yeah. there's math, there's chemistry. Like all, all of the physical sciences are involved in cooking. Yes. It's amazing. And they have to learn that. And, you know, he, he would come home and tell me all kinds of things about, you know, the molecular chemistry of how to do, you know, certain kinds of foods. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yes. You know, so. he, he was all excited about it. And I'm sitting there going, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm listening. I, but I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm going to listen to what you have to say. Yeah. You know, and it excited him. You know, yes. And as long as it excited him, I was happy. That's exactly right. Because he talked about how they made arrangements for him, like with videos to help him out because he's visual. So they would do videos for him to watch the videos so that he could do the work. Mm -hmm. And it helped him, he said. Because okay. I, was, I, I remember asking him whether he could read it for him. Did he prefer to read it for himself? and gather the information as to what it meant or did he prefer someone to read it aloud to him? And he said he preferred the videos because it was easier for and hands-on. Mm -hmm. That's me. If you show him something and he can look at you do it, then he's great. He'll be able to turn around and do exactly what you did and add. You know what? And I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I'm very hands-on. You can show me. And if you let me do it a few times, I'll get it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we, you know, and so he's, he's not unlike anybody else. We all have our own, we all have the our optimal way of taking in information and, and giving it back out. So, you know, that, that's, that's, this is really incredible. You know, uh, we learned that everyone learns differently. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you see for Anthony's future? And I know he has his own way of looking at things and wanting and things like that. What do you, what do you want for him moving forward? I want him to be happy. I want him to continue to enjoy cooking. And um, I see him uh, eventually having his own food truck because that's what he really wants. He wants to have a food truck. You know, and being able to do an experiment with all kinds of foods and types of, you know, ways to make those foods because that's what makes him happy. Mm -hmm. is experimenting with foods and people taste buds and seeing what people like. Well, mom, I want to say it's you, you've done an awesome job with Ant with Chef Anthony. That's right. You've advocated, you've advocated for him his entire life so that he can get where he is today. And he's doing very well in the field that he's chosen. And I see big things happening for Anthony here in Charlotte. And we are actually working with him to establish Autism Intelligence 365. And we want to bring the autism community in Charlotte together using food as a comfort. And he always says, you know, everyone has to eat, you know, yep. and food brings everybody together. Yep. Yes. 
Those two and kids. I have to believe that because I keep hearing every every time in since I've been working in the autism community, it's always been food, food. We need to have food. And I'm like, why we need to have food? But now I get it. Mm-hmm. You know? All right. Food is a comfort. Yes. Food is a unifier. Yes. Yeah. Like because I tell people, if the table is quiet, then you know the food is good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's I like that. that. That's right. And that being said, we are wrapping up our first Autism in Color show. Thank you so, so much, Ms. Henderson. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. This is your Autism Moment on Autism in Color. Ready whenever you are. Okay. (laughs) Hi, my name is Diana, and this is my Autism Moment. Um, What's special about my bond with my son, Jordan, is it's just always been the two of us. We are partners in crime. I tell him that um, it's me and him against the world, and it it truly is. He takes care of me. Um, I take care of him. Um, He just makes me so happy. You know, I can have the worst day, and just to see his face and, and see that smile, it just makes everything so much better. He's the sweetest most amazing young boy um, any mother could ever ask for. And I love him and I'm thankful for him. This has been the Autism Moment on Autism in Color.